indeed. Um, it's me again, Wolfie, back another week at Chronic Relief. And uh, today I have a very cool guest. It's actually our first time meeting in real life, but we are fans of each other on, on the internet. Yes. Um, so today my guest is Billy Wayne Davis. Hello. Comedian, actor. Sure. That's, but I mean, obviously main comedian. Stand-up, yeah. Stand-up that's comic. My, that's my bag. So welcome to the podcast today. Thanks for coming. It's, it's, it is nice to finally meet you. Well, yeah, I I've think... I've impressed how you've branded yourself. So oh, yeah. You were... I remember you uh, You mentioned you were a fan of my pro-cannabis marketing, I think. Yeah, that's how was, we first started connecting. And I noticed you, too, are also... You smoke weed? You're I fan? do enjoy it. Yes. You do enjoy a, it. Yeah, it's my favorite. It is your favorite? I would like, in at this point, I'm sure I do use it recreationally, but like my a lot of it's mostly medicine. Well, now, where did you grow up? Tennessee. Yeah, because I can hear the yeah, southern accent. Sorry, I butchered that's that. That's but. not a good impression. <laughs> it, it hurt. Like It looked like it hurt when I said it. it does. Um, I'm getting used to it. Yeah, thank you. Um, so you're from Tennessee, and how long have you been out in L.A.? I've lived in LA for like five or six years. I lived on the West Coast since 2006. I moved from Nashville to Seattle. And and you started comedy in Tennessee? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. How was that? And it was, I mean, I was spoiled because I started in, at Zany's Comedy Club in Nashville, which mm-hmm. is like one of the best clubs in the world. But you don't know that. You just know it as the place you started. Right. So... I got to like I became the house MC there, which was really great, and I was just living there anyway. And they're like, "Well, why don't you just go up first since <laughs> you're already here?" And then I started going on the road, and that's when I realized, like, "Oh, that place is special because like you go on these some of the road right. clubs, you're like, what the fuck are y'all doing? Yeah, here? this is they're like, we don't know. Yeah, they don't know. You yeah. don't know. Yeah. So you um now did you always want to be a stand up comedian? No. Well, what, I mean, what was the path that led you there? I I was going to play baseball. You look like an athlete. I was, yeah, that's, I just played, you know, when you're from a small town, there's that's what you do, mm-hmm. mostly. And I was like, I was, I was good at it, so, and I enjoyed it. But I was never like a fanboy about stuff. I just like playing sports. And then it just seemed like the way to get out of my small town was like sports. Okay. Or at or academics, and I was like, sports are so much more fun. Yeah, sports and is where all the ladies are at. That too, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> that's very. At true. least I feel like in Tennessee, it's. I feel like Tennessee is kind of one of those where like the the sports is like the cult, part of the culture. Oh, without a doubt, no. You know? It's the you don't have a choice. Like if it's you the hometown. Be the, Everyone mm-hmm. goes to the hometown. Baseball, football, whatever. You yeah. guys are like celebrities in your hometown. Without almost. a doubt, yeah. I would, yeah. It's like Friday Night Lights. I envision. It was without. Most of the success. Right. <laughs> yeah, just the a, tragic parts. Yeah, it was just, well, and we were good my senior year, which was really fun, because we had never been good before, and that was really fun to see, and then, but I just knew, also, football, I didn't, my dad's a football coach, so I played that for, mostly for him, and then I got good at it, and it was like kind of fun, but I got recruited to play football a little bit, and I went to some college practices, and I was like, these guys are fucking insane. Yeah. And you're like, you're my dad does not really like he thinks you're just like this football player. And then you get there and like everyone's much I could have than you. played. No, I could have competed, I think. But it was just like it wasn't fun. And then I started thinking like, well, baseball practice is fun. Football right. practice sucks. I feel like football. I mean, like I just remember because I went to uh, 
Vegas is kind of, even though it's a big city, it's kind of a small town. It's, it is a small town. And I remember all, of it. all the like coaches were very serious about the athletes, like not even having girlfriends during like, no, you know, baseball and football or just like during football season because they didn't want distractions. Like that's how serious sometimes, you know, like it's taken. If they're good. Yeah. yeah. And some women are a distraction. I think so. Some I women think people are, are. I think all kinds of people. It's a gen. It, distraction oh, yeah. is not gender neutral. No, that didn't mean it. Like <laughs> females are no, just distracting. But I was like, some are more than others. Yeah. And for then sure. some dudes shouldn't be on the team either. <laughs> but I was like, yeah, I was. And then I didn't like do. I didn't smoke weed till I was in college. I did it once when I was on a... Oh, I went and played baseball for a couple of years at a junior college. So you went to college? Yes. Did you graduate? Uh, no, I went to a junior college for a couple of years, played baseball, and then d- realized that I didn't want to play baseball anymore, which is really hard because I thought that was the way right. what I was going to do with my life. And I realized Why? That, what made you... Because it just wasn't fun anymore? No, I mean, for... Hundred percent, it wasn't that much fun. I love some of the dudes I met, and but it wasn't. And then it was every day. Okay. It hit me that I was like, "Oh fuck, you these guys want to play every day." Well, I mean, think about it. That's what they want to do. If you want to be a professional athlete, it's kind of like what we do with comedy. If no, we yeah, that be was it. Comic, I didn't. I didn't know what I wanted to do then, right? Because I was like, "Oh, I don't know what but I want." You wanted. just knew that's not what it was. Yeah, which was hard at twenty, nineteen, or twenty. To be like, think you have it all right. planned out, and then you're like, oh, I have no clue. And your parents are probably like so proud and supportive or whatever, right? Yeah, they were cool. And then, but like when you told them you didn't want to do comedy, was that like when I wanted to do, or when you didn't want to do baseball? Sorry, anymore. No, they were fun. They that. were supportive of it. Yeah, my mom was an English teacher, so I got both sides of life. Like, wow, your mom was an English teacher, and your dad is a football coach. Yes. Wow, you really are like the like a. Like a Friday Night Lights or like a yeah. hometown. Oh, I was. Story. It was. Well, yeah, no, and I was like, I just didn't know any other way, and I was expected to excel, right? Because I was also a reflection of them, right? So, and it wasn't like they were like mean to me. I enjoyed yeah. excelling. You know, it's fun. <laughs> uh, but like, uh, there was always a part of me that liked different parts of things that wasn't quite natural you know we're not natural but like <clears throat> cool right like in tennessee was drama or the arts something that was like it was there but it wasn't like the cool thing necessarily definitely not right but it was like something i was like that's pretty interesting to Seems me fun yeah but i was like i always had a vision outside the town i knew i mean i didn't have sex in high school and i said a lot of it was because of jesus but <laughs> That was a good You were excuse. like, no, I just had standards. Well, and well, there were a couple of girls <laughs> that, that were pretty great, but. I feel like there's a lot of, I, I mean, you can find beautiful people anywhere, but when I think of Tennessee, I think of really beautiful Southern women. Yes. With blondes and beautiful, perfect beach waves, you even though they're wrong. in the middle of the state of the country. There's yes. no beach, but they just have perfect hair and makeup. And well, that's tan. where they spend their time, and yes. Why are you so tan? You live in Tennessee. Because they go to the like. Yeah. They go to the like. The like. Um, See, I got an ac- I I did it there. I said it. That was good. Thank you. That was good. I can get into accents. Um, but yeah, and I didn't. So were I didn't you religious have... growing up? Sure. Okay. Um, would you still consider yourself like religious or spiritual? I don't like either of those words. Okay. But I understand. Yes. Okay. You know what I mean? Right. Like it's just a thing. Like I was a little. They, the church. 
the people in church realized real quick in high school that I could, when I spoke, people listened for whatever reason. What church were you a part of? Southern Baptist. Okay. Just the yeah. shitheads. Real <laughs> fucking shitheads. Um, there aren't, are there some good Southern Baptists? Sure, but miss, but as an organization. Are there any like liberal Southern Baptists? Like, I'm or sh- progressive, if you will? I'm sure they think they are. Right. Do you know what I mean? Because I went to a, I went to like a Catholic school, a Lutheran school, and then I went to a lockdown that was ran by Mormons. So wow. like I got to like really. What's a lockdown? Uh, is it's like a place you can't leave. <laughs> Your parents drop you. It's oh, like, like a, a lockdown. lockdown, like like a like a kid prison almost for one for night? troubled youth. No, I went there for a year. Oh, yeah, oh, that is like for real lockdown. Okay. Yeah, no, I thought you like meant like a lockdown. Like we had a party in the no, gym, no, no. and we got it was quite the opposite. So you're was, a bad kid. I well, in my parents' eyes, I was cool. exhibiting. Uh, troublesome behaviors what were the behaviors i mean i was sneaking out i just like was never i didn't listen i like i like how that's like normal you were getting i know but listen when you have parents who are are, who are criminal defense attorneys they're raising young they're they're grooming us to be like criminals (laughs) like to be criminals well no just because my parents i think they were they were very protective and i was Mm -hmm. the firstborn, so it just made me want to rebel so much Oh, yeah. No, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And so I just was like a rebellious child, but it wasn't through drugs or alcohol. My parents put me in religious school my whole life, and I just, I couldn't sit still. I, like, had, like, I was very depressed, obviously, because I'm, I'm, like, in a religious school in Las Vegas, and I come home to criminal defense attorney parents. I mean, where yeah. can I live? So, um, so yeah, I just, uh, I just, yeah. I snuck out of the house. and Where would you go? I oh to like uh, cute guys I would meet up with on MySpace obviously Got oh but you. really the the straw that broke the camel's back because like I had a lot of like behavioral problems as a kid I just had ADHD bounced off the walls I was a distraction probably mm-hmm. normal kid stuff but yeah. like to that well they need the you needed to control yourself yeah and they just like I I just didn't I was like and you're like I can't no I just was all over the, well I found sports I mean mm-hmm. I was in I played basketball and like um drama and shit so I had that and like outlets but uh I put up a picture of me on on MySpace um in a bra and underwear and that like really triggered my mom I could see where they were But it worried. looked like a bathing suit yeah of course because like How old were you? 17 uh, yeah but like now go on instagram and there's no, like 13 year no, don't go on instagram don't. actually don't search I'm 13 good. year olds on instagram but what i'm saying is um my parents also like were very overprotective and fear-based they used fear to to like raise me essentially so and i just was always like even as criminal defense attorneys mm-hmm. that's what that was their- like they told me growing up if i smoked weed i would die so I never did until I got to college and like I literally would go around convincing my friends that I would die if I smoked mm-hmm. weed. They're like, no one's died. Rachel. No, it was before the Internet. Yeah. So I couldn't like. It's a tough one to. That's a tough one. Do you do you call them out about it now? Where you're like, well, yeah, what the fuck? I mean, like, I think they you know, they I think it's more like kind of we're just at the we've just come to like the place of they did the best that they could you know and mm-hmm. i no. and i turned out all right despite you know looking at a lot of their parents like their friends kids or just like what how bad it could have been well they cared too much which is a good way to err yeah well i think that also but that can go the other way Fuck yeah so like to the extreme because i was um i don't know i just feel like i've seen the the dark side of it no, I, I mean, I understand, like, because I have a, I guess he's six weeks old, and this week, 
and then a nine-year-old. So you're so you're a dad, so you get it. Yeah, no, I understand both sides of what you're talking about. Where it is like, and I think it's influenced stand-up, especially this new thing I'm working on, where it's like how I address drugs and how I'm gonna because of how I was lied to about them. Yeah, and I think if I was if as long as I'm honest about the ones that are cool or, you know, can be abused but not, you know, it just makes you kind of lazy. I just wish, like, looking back in high school and growing up that adults were more honest with me. Yeah. And I feel like I could have handled that almost. Because, I mean, now they're thinking about giving kids the license to drive in Vegas at 14. No. You are giving kids a killing machine, but you can't tell them the hard truths about the world. You got to tell them. Well, that's for work purposes. No, that's but so I they mean, can like, make money. That's all. I know, but, like, the... it's like you have to, it's all about, like, but it's also about how your brain works, too. You're in a car. No, and, I agree. I don't think it's be, right, but the like, whole reasoning behind them giving right. them is I know so those are two, like, jobs. I know, totally. But I think, like, I think, like, in my opinion, it just would have been maybe more helpful if if there was just more honesty, because like my parents also lied to me all the time. Yeah, it's but a, I know it's, it's a for weird benefit. It's a weird line to walk because there are certain things like you do just you don't like lie to them about. But it sounds like your parents just lied. No, to you. they it wasn't. I, I well, I think it was more of like the whole they were trying to protect me. Like I hate to say that they lied, mm-hmm. but I think it's not just them. Like it's like the adults that I was surround, like our teachers and stuff. Like there, it it was like they told us, you know, you're gonna go to college, you're gonna graduate, you're gonna find someone, you're gonna get yeah. married, and you're gonna have a house. And like that was like the expectation. And I wish that adults would have just been like, hey, if that it's doesn't not- happen. That doesn't mean that you're a failure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like some of you aren't going to get married. Some of you are unfuckable. I wish the teachers would have sat us down and been like, you are unmarriable. You are unfuckable. I think society's <laughs> telling them that, though. I don't <laughs> think they need to be. Not like, that. but I like, don't think some people are like, hey, I you're think, unfuckable. They're like, yeah, no, I know. No. I am totally <laughs> aware know, of that. Like, I feel like if, if just like <laughs> if, if, if adults were just like, hey. Well, if know? they were, if people were more like, yo. What is your actual problem here? Yeah. Well, here's how to actually fix what you're right. worried about. Or or I think if adults were just like, these are the kinds of things you are going to experience oh, yeah. in the real world. Taxes, debt, heartburn, indigestion. Well, here, I'm just going through the whole the Pepto problem. Here's the problem with that. Yeah, and you're <laughs> exactly right. But the problem with what you're talking about is most adults also oh, right. need Don't to be ha- told exactly. no, you're those right. And things. it's not their fucking responsibility. I live in a fantasy world. But well, I that's just the feel- pr- that's the thing that okay what we're talking about here that's the thing that's toughest to and I don't know how to teach my son and you can't teach him because I'm sure my parents would have taught me because they did good the the only thing I used to bitch about was like I saw everything from both sides right that was their fucking gift to me and in college and high school that sucks yeah you want to pick a side you yeah. want to be part of a thing but. I just couldn't because they were always like, "Well, have you thought of like how so and so feels?" And you're like, but yes, I think that's I why you and said people listen to you. Probably because I listened to them, and, and that was what it—that was the gift they gave me. But well, your mom is a teacher. And my like dad's like, the like best a fucking and Buddha. football coach. Yeah, yeah, he's a fucking something else. Um, that's pretty dope. I'm very, very lucky. Very in it. Why I'm a comedian? Yeah, it doesn't I was gonna make say any w- sense. So did so have you like 
have you ever had like obviously you're human but like what describe a dark moment in your life i, I mean <laughs> I, mean, I guess that's like such a <laughs> broad but like listen to my first record what made you us. usually like comedy i i haven't yet i was so depressed okay Is after that- uh and i think it comes with a certain amount of intelligence you're gonna deal with a certain amount of depression yes because if you think things through a certain amount you're like well what's the fucking point yeah but then you realize like oh because it's fun and it's like this whole thing but i didn't know i had that and then after what at what point in your life after i quit playing baseball i went to a bigger school to party okay which school uh western kentucky okay um in bowling green and I would join a fraternity because I just wanted to fucking party because we couldn't for I mean we could but not Which really. Which fraternity? Uh, I was an SAE. Okay, I was a Chi Omega. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. I was. I like. What was Chi Omega? There were the, they hotties? Yeah, were they? I, I had a good time with okay, the cows. Yeah, they were cool. Yeah. Uh, they were smart too, so you had to fucking that's, watch them. That's that's the thing. We were smart, and where mm-hmm. I went, they were smart and they were pretty, yeah. and they can party. And I'm like, I can't. It was dope. Um, yeah, the cows were pretty fun um i'm still i still talk to a couple of them actually we don't talk about shit like that but that's funny that's Um, awesome uh i didn't like the greek system Mm -mm. there was a Mm -mm. lot of shit but it was good i was the worst sorority sister by the way i have a problem with authority they didn't like me by the end um and i didn't realize the networking Mm -hmm. money side of it because i didn't and well that whatever and then it bothered me because we didn't party a lot like we sh- like I thought we should have. So I was like, I don't like paying this if we're not going to do the fun yeah. thing. Like, you, I don't want to fucking hang out with you yeah, guys. Yeah, this is like the worst membership ever. But then they, I realized like, oh, this is like old money business. You guys already knew what you were going to do when you were 15 with your lives. Yeah. And I didn't. There's like a handful. They're all of legacies and stuff. Like it their was dads this were thing in I it, didn't their understand. They already, I got in because I was fun. Right. Yeah. I didn't realize exactly. Like when I joined, I just like the group of girls that I was around. I was like, okay, I'll be a part of the club. But then I didn't realize, like, oh, uh, this is supposed to be for networking, like after you get out. But like, I don't think I put Kyle on my resume. And I do think that it does, if you put your fraternity or sorority, it will, if someone. Oh yeah! It, if I wanted to get a your, certain job, I knew I would work. They pull your resume if, it, if they also were in that same whatever. But aside from it, I mean, you can still get the same college experience, like yeah, no. you know, hanging out with a good group of friends, and you won't have to pay for it. <laughs> yeah, no, I <clears throat> will advise that to my children and everyone else. Like, you can get way and have way more fun actually, because there's you don't have to follow these silly guidelines yeah. and rules. And then I didn't realize I was depressed. Like school was never tough for me. I could, especially if they gave you a syllabus, it was like, "Oh, this is you guys are done." <laughs> um, but I would, I was drinking a lot, but having fun. But then I would sleep all day, and then start drinking again, and then I'd do fine in class. The only like issues I had were like attendance issues, which still drives me insane. Is like if I can come to your class and make an A and never come. Fuck you. Yeah. That's not my fault. Right. Um, you can't, shouldn't set up an arbitrary set of rules that, oh, you have to come. You're like, hmm. But I got, I was really sad and didn't know it and didn't like where I was at. I gained a bunch of weight, and which is like pretty common for 
athletes when they the year they after they stopped. And obviously the drinking doesn't oh, help. Oh, it was too, just like on top of it. Yeah. yeah. And then I had this girlfriend that I liked, but we fought a lot. I found out later after we broke up she was bipolar, and I was like, mm. oh. Uh, she was great though, and she encouraged me to do stand up because I watched it all the time and like watch shows and stuff. That's really cool. And and she knew I was good at speaking and I was funny, and then I did it. We broke up in between the time I signed up and then when I went up, which was whatever. She went. She had to go back and handle stuff. How old were you and you? Twenty. Uh, you were twenty. One. This was the first open mic. Yeah, twenty-one years old. It's in December. And then, yeah, I just thought, I was like, oh, like, I remember being on stage and, like, this weight coming off of me. Right, like a release, almost. Oh, without a doubt, it was like, oh. Like, after you get off, got off stage at the mic? No, on stage. Oh, when you were on stage, Like, in yeah. the middle of it, being like, I got some laughs. The right. Guy, the guy that was before me was terrible, and it was packed at this at Zany's, and then I did pretty well. And I remember being in the middle of it, like, oh, thank, this is what right? I was supposed yes. to do. Thank God. And then just like figuring my life out after that. You know, that's so down. cool. Yeah, I know like, exactly how you feel. I mean, there's nothing like when you're just like last night, I was at a show at the Sycamore Tavern. I love that little new spot. If you mm -hmm. haven't, it's a great workout room. And um, I, uh, I had a migraine. I'm just like going through it. I'm feeling depressed. And I just, there's literally four people there. Probably two of them were comics. Like the rest were comics in the back, like just yeah. waiting to go up. And I, and you know, everyone's pissed because it's obviously like <laughs> it's not packed or whatever. But I didn't care. I just need to get up on stage and I need to talk to those people and tell my jokes and like connect with humans. And like I felt so good getting off. I, yeah. I like was in such a better headspace. And how long had it been since you got up? I mean, I try to get up every single day. Okay. Yeah, I'm 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 still like even like I try to go to Mike's every single day. That's awesome. Or I, and I write every single day. Like I'm I'm obsessed. This is my this How long is have you been doing it? Two and a half years. Oh, okay. You're yeah. still in the No, even you're like still getting real I mean high. no, 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 no. Like <laughs> no, let me tell you. Like I will take I'll take like a week off and like just write because yeah. sometimes I get, you know, I think well, it's important it's not to rest. Well, it's good for you to And I honestly weird... can't afford to pay $5 every yeah. all day. It's it gets expensive, but like What do you mean? What's, for mics and stuff. You have to pay for mics? Some of them you do. Don't Some do of them that. I do. I know well, honestly, sometimes if there's just like a mic in the area and it's and there's not a free one, I'll uh, go and I'll pay for What is that's an interesting business model. I know. But I honestly like it's whatever because Who I, do you pay? So, like haha, I'll go to haha and pay five dollars for their mic. Oh, there's clubs doing that? Yeah. Not just clubs, but there are also. There's also. I thought it was just some dude running around. No, no, no. Now like there is. Now there are. He's like, give me five dollars. No, I'll are, let you go on this stage. There's starting to be more mics that are like free or like whatever that are run by comics because it is. A I, that's there why. There are clubs. There's not a lot. Charging. Yeah. Oh, shoot. Am I, I'm going to have to. <laughs> Mike's going to probably have to mark what time in the episode so I don't shit on a club. No, but I mean, I get it. Whatever. That's shenanigans. I mean, I'll say that's some shenanigans. There's a lot of people who won't go. Yeah. There's a lot of comics who won't go there. But honestly, Good. I know. <laughs> I like, I, I'll fucking go to any mic, and sometimes they charge and some they don't. But yeah, there's a bunch of mics that are charging. Oh my God. I mean, shit. What it's, are you do? That's dream profiteering. I don't forget who came up with that. Totally. And I do term, understand but it's what that is. But like living in LA 
sometimes you've got a plan based off where you I'm live very blessed and there's because not I, yeah. a lot but i also get a lot of stage time too and i've been very lucky in my like very short you're just an of addict it sounds like a little I'm bit addict? No. You're, yeah you no, and you'll understand like i've been doing it 15 years i guess now is that and i've beat several addictions yeah and it's very clear once you study addiction, you're like, oh, well, I know what this is. No, I mean, like, it's what healthy, I say, I mean, I, I don't know if I'm, ad- I mean, I'm addicted to comedy for yes, sure. Like, I love are. writing and mm-hmm. I'm addicted to weed and I'm, I'm, I'm. You think you're addicted to weed? I think I am too, but do you think addic- it's. I mean, but here's the thing about comedy, about weed or if I didn't want to do it, I just wouldn't do it. Yeah. I also like, I smoke 10 blunts in one day and then the next two days I just won't touch any tobacco. Like I, I. I don't think my maybe I have an addictive same, personality. I, I don't think I have like I I'm very much you're obsessed aware of my yes I think I am but I am obsessed with comedy because I've done everything else and it's no, nothing in my life has ever brought me this much validation and joy yeah. and and like it, it, in a sense of like I know this is where I need to be whether I'm going to be doing stand up until I'm sixty. I, yeah. But I do want stand up to be in my life. Yes, it's always going to be a part of my life. But yeah. I also want to write a book. I want to write a show. I want to yeah. act. I want to. I want to be very versatile as a performer. But I know that performing and creating is where I need to be because that's what makes me happy. Yeah, and I don't say that addiction when you say that is bad. No, I, I mean, like, and I'm I don't trying take to it get bad. addicted to exercise <laughs> right now, and me it's too. tough. I'm trying to get back addicted. It's because it's. But that. How does? But have you? Have you, you? How much would you say you exercise? Uh since I've since we've had the baby, none. But before that, I would say that I six times a week. Okay. I do, like I get if I do it because I was an athlete. If I exercise, it has to be at a pretty high level. Okay. Or I don't. I don't even consider it exercise. Totally. I pay someone to yell at me. I can't do that because that makes I can because I can push myself. Yeah. But. I have to, and I just read this thing, and I have to have these goals. So I think a lot of being an adult is tricking, your, knowing who you are and then tricking that person right. to accomplish the things you want to do. You always have to trick yourself. It's fucking it's a mind bullshit. Fuck. Honestly, people don't tell you how much, like your mind, it's like, it's like there's a bunch of people living up there sometimes. It's like all these different versions of you. You got, you know, like, because I, obviously like, I live with depression or whatever. It's something I've lived with my whole life. So it's like they describe it as your inner roommate, right? It mm-hmm. just like lives rent free in your head. It's that negative side of you that's like your fear based, you know. But it also does good stuff for yes, you. Because fear I think fear can some like fear and anxiety can be interpreted as negative but like if i didn't have those feelings it wouldn't force me to do the shit that i'm doing and to get up out of bed and to like go to my commitments and stuff it's almost like that emotion is sometimes necessary it's not always negative but are you jewish (laughs) it's in my yes it's part of my culture yes without a doubt no that my wife is jewish yeah and i i loved it to me i was someone some of my more country friends are like well like I don't understand. Well, like, what is the Jewish? I love faith? that you married a Jewish woman. Yeah, this that, because Are logically, your kids Jewish? my uh, my second son is my first son is from another wife. Okay, because um, technically in the Jewish religion, he's as a you Jew. know, I made a we Jew. We would we would love to have you. He's I sure. Um, I don't care. <laughs> and I think that's how you become a Jew. Is like, do you want to be a Jew? You're like, I don't care. Yeah. Like, you're in. Yeah, we're not like we're not. It's a logic based yeah. religion, mm-hmm. which is rare. 
Yeah. And I think that's what drives other people crazy. And I just learned this too, which fascinates me that the uh, the Nazis in Germany didn't they didn't hate the Jews. They just knew that they were their competition because they were just as yeah. smart. So they were like, we have to get rid of it. That's yeah. very, f- I mean, I'm not, it's terrible, but I just think that's a funny well, I think, part of history I think, they lose. I think, I mean, a lot it's of them because did. Because they're awesome. That's why they were getting. But, that, but it did turn to hate, obviously. The well, fear, that's the propaganda. Yeah. You have to motivate people right, to do sure. your job. I mean, yeah, for sure. That's. Uh... We're all talking evil, but I am. <laughs> yeah. Everything's evil, but it is. There was like a system yeah. in place. Yeah. I mean, uh, I think definitely, especially in comedy, uh, there is something to say that there are a large percentage of Jews in comedy. It's, it's. I haven't noticed. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. I made uh, my son is he's. I've got strong recessive genes. Uh, my son is blonde hair and blue eyed. Love it. So I made a little blonde hair, blue eyed Jew. Uh, he, I'm Nazi proof that little motherfucker. No, I'm telling you, um, they have blonde hair, blue eyed Jews. Go to Israel. I know. I and know, Israelis. But it's just more fun for the joke and the I know, I people love it. in the audience. I love like, it. What is he saying? Nazi proof. I love it. Um, he, His name is John Wilder Davis Lennox. Love it. It's a good name. Yeah. It's quality. It's, it's royal. I don't know about that. It's He can write or he can be a professional. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's the name. Like I gave both my sons names where they're. They can be cool, or they can they sound legit. They have so many to pick from. That's right. I lo- that's yeah. awesome. So, okay, so my question is, you were going through it. You were depressed. You got up on stage, and you immediately felt that release, and then, and that's when you started. You realized, like, this is what I need to do? I mean, I came off stage, a dude that was closing that night. You know, I didn't really understand how it worked yet, but he... But I was already impressed because he was opening for Mitch Hedberg that weekend in Atlanta. Love it. And I was like, I was working on stage, and that dude was like, hey, you're funny. We do these things at this other place. Have you ever done this before? And I was like, no, what? And it was like another open mic and all this. Mm-hmm. And I was like, so I just, it was like 45 minutes from Bowling Green. It was all this stuff in Nashville. So I just started driving down. I didn't even question it. You know, it was like. I went from being like, where's the party at every night in this little... Where's the where's the mic at? To being like, where can I drive and save my money to like... And I think my college friends didn't truly understand it at all either. And like, so you're just going to do... And I was like, yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think this is what I'm going to... And they're like, huh. So what about college? And I was like, I don't think I need it. Yeah. And... I had uh the the way my major was set up was like it was half communications and half business. Okay, I was also a communications major. Yeah, it which was... is like obviously we're comedians. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, <laughs> every why. every advisor was like here, <laughs> and I was like, and I did all the calm classes like real quick, mm-hmm. and then I had some. I have like a year and a half of just some bullshit business classes left of my degree, and when you get done with the calm part of it, you had to go to the dean of the communication school and I was just like I'm gonna have to tell him like I'm gonna do stand up and I was prepared I had arguments and I was like I'm gonna go do comedy blah blah and he goes he goes you know you're not the first and you won't be the last to come in here and say that and normally I was like get a job and do this and then he's like but you need to go do that yeah and he's like here's some names in Chicago and some names in oh that's awesome there were improv people so I was like just slid it yeah, back. No, he, I didn't he, slide it back, but I was like, he, okay, well, I don't give a shit about realize. that. He didn't realize. Yeah. Poor guy. No, he was, yeah, no, and there were some successful so nice. people that came from that school, so I was like, he was being very, very nice. nice. 
And that, so I look back on that, like that probably helped me a lot. Yeah. Where it was like, he was like, oh, you just don't worry, just go. Because I had him for several classes. That's so cool. And yeah, that was really cool. Dr. Keck, he's probably dead. Shout out. He's pretty old. Oh, uh, well, we still I, shout out. He may out. not be dead. <laughs> We're going to have to Google him. But that was, yeah, and then I was kind of off to the races after that. And then, um, so you've been on Conan. Yes. That came pretty later. And what, um, how far into doing stand-up, like how many, like was it pretty quickly that you were like, okay, I wanted, this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. Like how long would you say, or was it like right? Oh, it was on stage. Like that's the that first, first open time mic. you're like, this is it. It was Amazing. very clear. And it was like my whole body was like, yeah. And no, after that, it. would you say like your depression kind of went away? Um, I don't, I couldn't say it went away. Um, I, I don't know if I had a good handle on it at all because like I learned to, I didn't drink in high school. I learned to drink playing athletics and then, which is very competitive. Mm-hmm a way of drinking and then I went to a fraternity which is also a competitive way of drinking into stand up. Which is also <laughs> competitive drinking. Yeah. Is what it is. So I mean, especially then in the early in especially early on in your career is like a lot of hanging out and finding people who are like, Oh, you're kind of a degenerate person that can't keep a job but think this is all yeah. bullshit and read a lot. Uh and you drink like I yeah. do. So I don't know how, if I had a grip on the depression part. I was just chasing this thing. Right. So. So you, like we said before, you smoke weed, you like enjoying, how, how long ago did you, would you say you consistently started using weed or smoking weed? I mean, what do you mean consistently? Or like, do you smoke I, every day? Now? Probably yes. Yeah. Yeah. So do you smoke more than you drink? I don't drink at all. You you done you're sober from I'm alcohol? Six years. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, is that obviously like you choose to not drink for Oh yeah. I mean I like was, because you know it's better for you. Well what happened, yeah, if I can give the fast version of that, the drinking part was <clears throat> it was fun. I was having a lot of fun with it. I don't think I was depressed early on in comedy. Right. Because there's not a lot of you know, it's all just like breakthrough, breakthrough, right, breakthrough. Right. And then you get to the point where you're like, kind of like, parallel, you know, you plateau for a little bit, get some no's, realize like, oh, this thing is different. Um, I had a, a marriage that was really tough. I was touring with a headliner who's since passed, but was a very toxic person and sweetheart of a human being, but massive problems. Yeah. Um, so I didn't have a handle on that in my 20s. And I was ch- trying to chase this thing and I was drinking. Um, then I started drinking for the wrong reasons because I was sad and trying to get away from stuff. And then I was like, oh, and then my career had like kind of plateaued again to a point where I was like, I don't like where I'm at. Right. And most people consider me probably successful where I was. And I was, but it was like, this isn't right. There's, I'm slowing myself down. And I told my girlfriend, then my wife now. We had a rough night where I was just like drunk and like I put something, I was drinking table wine and I did that thing where you're just drunk and you just push the thing through because um, I didn't even find the corkscrew. Yeah. And she was like, that doesn't need to happen again. 
And I was like, I'll just quit. Yeah. Because I'd already been thinking about it. And she was like, okay. Because we were pretty fun. And uh, <laughs> and she was like, okay. And then she, and I gave myself 30 days. I knew I could quit for 30 days. And I was like, I just want to see how I feel and what's right. different. And my life improved like so exponentially in 30 days that like the logic part of my brain was just like, you can't even argue this. Yeah. Like this is so clear that this is just getting in your way. That's that speaks to a lot of your self-discipline, like what we were kind of talking about before. Like you can you can go and work out and like be consistent because you have that self-discipline yeah. and it takes like a certain mental strength to be able to just quit something like cold turkey that people literally pay thousands of dollars and never quit. Yeah. You know, like to go to rehabs or programs and like that really does speak to your mental like strength. When I decide I'm yeah, it's stubborn. Yeah. Probably what it is. Yeah. Because uh, I'm the same way, too, because like you said, if I didn't want to smoke, I just wouldn't fucking smoke. if I don't want to do something done. Yeah. I had to quit smoking weed to prove a point to some court stuff um, and some family court stuff. Totally. Because uh, some accusations got made and I was like, all right. Okay. It's a shame that they bring the weed into it. Well, and then I was just like, no, I'll just. Yeah, I'll just stop. Just want me to stop? Because it's a non-issue. And then you stop and then. But it was very clear, like, I like it. It's mm -hmm. my thing. Like, when I quit. So you've been you've been drink alcohol free for six years. Yeah, I quit Your life cigarettes like improved five years ago. Exponentially, pretty immediately. Yeah. And um, so. When did you? So you ha obviously, so you have a healthy relationship with weed now, is basically now, now especially probably I've probably I can abuse it, like as far as like when I'm sad, mm -hmm. I'll go, but not as much anymore because I'm aware of what what I'm doing. I find sometimes that when I'm sad, the weed doesn't help. No, it no, and that's what I'm saying. Like it's just like a numbing thing that I used to do, right? So it's it's not even like that's what I mean by abuse it is like it's this this thing I used to do so it's a habit that when I feel this way or something like this I'll be like oh I'll go and then as I'm going to do it I realize like oh this isn't gonna and then I'll just usually go work out or something like that because that's right the chemical I need right I notice that I feel so good like there's nothing that can replace that high of a good workout no. It's better than any weed, any anything. But weed is great before you go work out. Yeah, because it helps me focus. Well, and also, like, it's kind of numbs you to that part of your body that's like, do we, I don't want to do it. Yeah. So you're always like, oh, this would be fun. And then I read this trick recently is uh, if you ex exercise for five minutes, and if you, after five minutes, you still don't feel like you want to exercise, then don't. Okay. But most of the time... You do. You just get yeah, and then if you don't, it's your body's going like just fucking go rest. Yeah, because I'll get going because I like record, you know, like a streak or something like that will get me motivated. And I'm like, I worked out for 14 days straight, and then you're like, I'm 38, so my body's like, just don't do that. You don't have to. So that's oh. Oh, it's me. No, it's okay. fine. We, we're still good. We still we, yeah. We're. Still I know good. you have a timeline. No, no, no. We're, no, we're good. Um. So um what is what do you do when you are feeling down i think you probably t just told me but like what are some things you do to like stay motivated um if you whenever you, if you are having those moments 
exercise, obviously. I think just having goals really helps. And I mean, I, I did DMT like three or four years ago. I'm interested in that. It's dope. I'm going to end my special talking about it. Uh, that's isn't that the one i think there's the dmt particle which is a documentary on netflix where isn't that the god it's the it's like isn't that the one that accesses like your belief like the religious they don't know it's the they think it it, they think don't we have don't we make dmt we all have it and the theory is that that's why your body's flooded with it when you're born and your body's flooded with it when When you you die. die um that's why babies have a lot of it like i see my six week old and sometimes he's just like and I'm like, oh, you're tripping balls. Yeah, right now. for sure. That's cool. Um, enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, at what point does it go away? I think everyone's access is different. I think that's why some people are much more creative and see things differently. Um, I wonder how much DMT I'm using in my brain, or if it's just gone. It's there, because you're. How con- do you produce more of it working well, out? They think no, and they don't because there's. I'm still reading this. Rick Strassman guy wrote this book about it because he's done a lot of research on it. But they think it's in the the pineal gland, mm-hmm. which they also think is where like God and all that shit has come from. Uh, so it's kind of mysterious. But I did it because um, I was I couldn't get stoned enough at this festival. And everyone was drunk, and I was like, you know, if you're around drunk people and you're not, it fucking sucks. How did how, what form does it come in? Like a tablet? No, it was, uh, I still couldn't tell. It was like this black looking weird tarry kind of substance. And it was just in a glass bowl. And Did you smoke it? Yeah, I just went to this dude's room. We smoked it and, uh, put, uh, a towel. Ta- we put a pillow under, over your face. Cause if you open your eyes, it dissipates. You can't see it, but everyone doing it can see the same thing, which is fucking crazy. What? Yeah. Isn't what do that- you mean? Like when you know, like if you trip balls, everyone sees their own thing, like yeah. on acid and mushrooms. No, when you're on this, everyone sees what everyone sees. Isn't okay, that I'm fucking g- nuts? okay. That's what makes me think like that's why like they talk about like di- I'm really into like space and aliens and mm-hmm. interdimensions a, oh, and things like well, that. Well, this is the thing I had was like it was clear to me because you can ask it things. I uh, I was like, how do I find peace? How do I find that balance in my life? Because that's yeah. always been like the chase, even studying religion even when i was religious younger and then i study i still like it i think it's interesting same um and this god lady pretty much she just told me she was like oh except finding true peace is accepting death and moving on to another plane and dimension and i was like oh oh i know that to be true like that is so true but i'm not ready to accept that yet and uh and and it was because I had stuff I wanted to do in this life. And I uh, that's what was really crazy to me because, like, when I came out of it, like, you have these thoughts and, like, oh, that's great because I dropped my ego about uh, my career and, like, the way I chase stuff. was, like, you get caught up in this business especially. Like, well, you got to have this thing. You got to have this credit. And, and you're always, thing. like, comparing yourself to other people and, and, your, call, and your friends. I was and chasing shit. a lot of shit I didn't, wasn't interested in that I it thought. It wasn't meant for you. Well, and I just thought they tell you, like, oh, this will help your career. And I was like, I just don't want to do that. And it looks like everything else. And when I had that realization, I was like, oh, well, these are the things I'm going to do. Yeah. And it made my life easier. It made my comedy better. Um, I dropped my ego about it. and But then I realized... Like, oh, if you're in a darker place, 
I could see if I was like depressed and did it and had that realization, you'd want to go. Yeah. To the other side. Yeah. And I don't, th- I think some people do and they can't. Figure well, I out think how. you need to be like, you need to be in like almost like in a, I was at neutral. peace with yourself. Yeah. Or at least neutral to, when I you, wasn't expecting you gotta anything. Be open, yeah. You got to be able to like, receive the information and be okay with whatever information the trip or whatever that was i was yeah i was like there was no expectations i was just like he was like it takes like 15 20 minutes and i was like so when you say everyone else can see it they all saw the same person yeah he was going i mean it's fucking intense you and your guys are covered or you're yeah everyone's got a pillow over your head so i'm so you're saying that if you and i I can introduce you to who did it (laughs) you probably know it no so you're saying that if you if me and you did DMT right now, we would see the same thing. Yes. Would we be like when you're trip when you're tripping like You can go to different places in it. Together? I think no. No. I mean if you talked if we were talking, we'd probably be like, Hey, you see this over here or this over here? But like well, I think we were both at How did you guys determine that you saw the same thing? Cause well, that's what we did afterwards, like, cause I did towards the end because it got so real and I knew these things to be so true that I opened my eyes and was like, all right, that's... So when you open your eyes, you come out of it? Yeah, but it's like, you see, like, things for a while, like, little, like, you know, like, how the egg crate kind of looks like it's... It would move? Yeah, like, just that kind of stuff. And you feel pretty stoned. And then homie was, like, still chasing it. And then he came out and he's like, all right, let's talk about what we saw because it will go away. And your memory of it does, like for a while, it's like very vivid. And then just he—he he was right. Like it was cool to have him there because he's done it so much. But I do worry about him. Like you need to fucking slow down. Um, you don't need to keep going there. Yeah. Uh but I've only done it once, and it's—it's it's the only drug I would suggest anyone do. Okay. And I don't suggest anyone do any drugs anymore. All right. I think I'm gonna. I want to do it. Yeah, I would have one to, day. Don't. Yeah, just go do the DMT part. You don't have to do the ayahuasca stuff where you throw. Oh no, that stuff's in. That's in. That's a scam. Yeah, no, that like there's nothing about they had throwing to do up. it that way because know, they no, didn't there's have nothing, science. There's there. nothing. There's nothing about throwing up for a trip that seems desirable to me. Nope. nope. Quite the opposite. Um. Well, I'm a fan of yours. I'm a fan of yours. Keep doing what you're doing. It's fun to watch. Thank you. No, I uh, I appreciate you. And um, can you please? Tell people where they can follow you or find you. Just if you Google at Billy Wayne Davis, like all my stuff, whatever social thing you choose to do is probably on there. Okay. That's the best way. Just Google my name. Well, thank you so much. You're amazing. Yeah, this was great. Thank you. All right, guys. That's been another episode of Chronic Relief. Follow me at Wolfie Comedy and at Wolfie Memes.